Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There is no shame in getting help. Even though most people will be like, you don't need help. You just need to sign up for my course. That's neither here nor there, okay? You can learn how to invest from a course, but building wealth is a different animal, honey. Building wealth, generational wealth, multi-generational wealth, the type of shit that like the Warren Buffets of the world are making, you don't learn that from a course. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says, okay? <laughs> We can teach y'all how to open an IRA, start a 401k, automate your investments, do your initial basic research. But anybody who's DIYing like multi-million dollar accounts, you're probably not fucking doing it right. There's so much shit to consider. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, So you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, 
and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Hola, mi gente. Hopping on here to have a discussion around some financial moves that I'm making in 2022. And I just want to share because knowledge is power. And I want to answer any questions you guys might have around my thought processes. I hired a wealth advisor, wealth management company to start managing my money. And so I feel like in the past two years or so, I've really, you know, been focusing on wealth accumulation, on asset accumulation, right? Just like piling money into the market. And if I'm being honest, you know, I graduated in 2007, started working right away. The recession happened like six months after. That whole time that I've been investing has also been correlated with the longest ever bull market in U.S. stock market history. Basically, that just means that like the stock market has been growing at a rate that's never been seen before up until the beginning of this year, early, late last year, things started to shift. I I subscribe to like a lot of newsletters, a lot of, you know, people like, you know, Fidelity, they have newsletters for their clients, Vanguard, and all of them have been hinting at the landscape that we've understood these past you know 10 plus years that i've been investing is changing fundamentally and so the things that we got used to a lot of us as diy investors you know just like go and pull push money into vtsax or total stock market index fund like that made a lot of sense for a long time and it's just like you know when the market's doing well you feel like a fucking genius just because you're investing right because you're just like oh my god i'm making money making money But now that I'm in a place where I have set aside a significant amount of money for my future self and also, you know, for future plans that I have to support family and all this stuff, I was like, you know what, I think I've reached the peak of what I'm capable of doing on my own, right? Because when we're thinking about building wealth, the first step is to obviously get to a place where like that's even realistic, right? Where you're like, focusing on paying off debt. You are focusing on increasing your income and then you're tossing all the extra money into the market, you know, via index funds or ETFs or whatever, just so you get into the habit, right? When you start getting to like that first 100K, you're just like, okay, now it gets easier, it gets easier. And so over time, I've been able to accumulate enough assets that I'm like, I feel like I know how to do that part. But what I don't know how to do And this is where like that humility is required, where like you reach the cap of what you can do by yourself. 
and then you get to a place where you're like i need to call in reinforcements I feel like i got to the place at the beginning of this year where i'm like i need reinforcements i'm not at the place where like i need to continue to focus on just throwing as much money in the market like that's not my reality anymore which i'm very grateful for now i'm thinking about how can i use advanced investing strategies that I'm personally not qualified to orchestrate and make those decisions that are going to make my wealth grow and be long lasting, right? Because when we're talking about building wealth, like we're not just trying to like, most of us are not just trying to retire and like, you know, empty out the bank account by the time you die. Like you're trying to make this shit last. And especially if you're a first gen wealth builder, you might be thinking like, okay, wait, I'm not just planning for me. I'm planning for a family. I'm planning for my children. I'm planning for whatever. So there's a lot at stake. I say all this to say like there's a lot at stake when you're really thinking about generational wealth. And so I got to a place where I'm like, you know what? I need professional assistance. Like I need to know that what I'm doing makes sense or what I'm doing does not make sense. And so I've been using the personal capital net worth dashboard for years. I love personal capital. I am an affiliate for them, but I'm also a customer. Like I actually, this is who I've chosen to be my wealth advisor. So they have a wealth advisory platform as also like part of their whole financial you know, toolkit. And what I love about personal capital is that A, they're a fiduciary financial advisory company. So basically what that means is that they're required by law to act in your best interest. So they don't sell any insurance. They don't sell any, you know, bullshit funds. They don't sell any products. The literally how they make money is just by acting as advisors on your behalf and making the best decisions for your portfolio that are going to help you get to your goal. So the way that it started is that I get, you know, I have my personal capital dashboard. I got an invitation to uh, speak with an, an advisor for free. And so we had a consultation call. He asked me like, you know, what are my goals? I told him I want to retire early, like in the next 10 years. I'm like, I want to be done, you know, <laughs> done. We'll see what that means. But like, I want to be able to literally like if I want to, you know, travel the world for five years and not work and do all that stuff like that's realistic. I told him, you know, I'm also planning to be able to financially support family. And so we talked about my personal goals. And we also talked about something that I was already aware of, where I knew that my portfolio was not optimized because like most DIY investors, we just follow like a lot of generic advice, right? Which is just like put all the money you can in the stock market, VTSX, VTI, for the win, right? Like that's most of the advice that you see, especially in the financial independence movement. And while that's good advice for you to get started as an investor, that is not what people who are, you know, worth millions of dollars are doing, I promise you. Most of them are working with professionals at that point because there are things like taxes. You know, how can you optimize your portfolio for taxes, not just like, a Roth versus a, a brokerage account, but it's like taking advantage of strategies like tax loss harvesting and doing conversions and, you know, creating a Roth conversion ladder. Like, yes, you can do all those things on your own, but it requires a lot of knowledge that honestly, I'm just like, I don't want to also have to be responsible for making the best decision for my portfolio by myself. Okay. So I talked about all that with the financial advisor and 
he came up with a plan that I'm like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. I already knew my portfolio was way too heavy in tech stocks. And if y'all have been investing in VTSAX or VTI or these like generic total market funds, you know you're hurting right now. Like these funds have been taking hits. Why? Because they're tech heavy. Because the biggest companies up until this point have been tech companies, right? So your account is skewed. Your account is skewed towards tech. And it is potentially, if you're only investing in VTSAX, you're only investing in the US market. And there's a whole other world out here. There's the global stock market, y'all. And if you're not investing in you know, Asia, in Latin America, in Europe, you're losing out on a lot of potential returns because you're just not diversified enough. A total US stock market fund is not diverse enough. Even though people will tell you like, yeah, just buy the fund, buy the, the total market, blah, blah you're missing out an entire different part of the world. So that was number one. I also knew that, you know, there's other alternative investments like commodities, like, you know, gold, like all these things that I'm like, I don't know shit about this stuff. Okay, I don't. And I do not care. I do not care to become a fucking expert in every single equity that there is to purchase out there. You know, because I'm like, at this point in my life, I'm trying to simplify. I'm trying to do my best to focus all my energy on the things that I do best. And so what do I love doing and what I do best? I know how to make money. So I'm at the point where I'm like, I would rather focus all my fucking energy on making a shit ton of money and then let the experts decide how it should be allocated, how it should be invested, how things should be rebalanced and changed as time goes on. Because the thing is, the stock market doesn't do the same thing every year. I don't know if y'all realize this, but this shit looks completely different than it did 2021, 2020, 2019, etc. And so if you're not actively preparing and anticipating what are called sector rotations when the market goes out of a favor for a specific sector, which is happening right now with tech, right? And it's moving into like energy or real estate, if you're not always, always, always optimizing your portfolio, at some point you're gonna start seeing the loss in returns because you're just not like, most of us are not fucking actively managing our funds. That's just it. You're just thinking like, I'm just gonna automate, I'm just gonna automate. But there's a reason why wealth managers exist. And there's a reason why holistic wealth management is a thing that a lot of people who are wealthy take advantage of. Okay, so holistic wealth building is not just set it and forget it, max out your IRA or max out your 401k. That is not enough that you need to be doing. When I'm talking holistic financial planning and wealth management, we're talking about insurance, right? How am I protecting my assets, the people I love from a fucking catastrophe? So insurance is one of those things that also is a part of your overall financial plan estate planning because if you're building wealth you also need to have a plan to transfer this money over right it's not just about like yeah i'm just gonna millions of dollars and we'll figure it out like no okay you need to have a holistic plan and so i've gotten to the place where i am okay with saying you know what this diy strategy has worked for me up until this point but now i know i need more Okay, yes. And so for those asking who I am working with for wealth management right now, it's personal capital. So personal capital has a wealth management arm. 
they are fiduciary and they have a holistic approach to financial planning. So I have the ability to contact them for expertise on investing, on insurance, on estate planning. If I want to purchase real estate, anything that I want to do with money, I can call them up and be like, hey, let's talk. This is what I'm thinking. Does this make sense? How should I go about this? Like having somebody that I could literally call up and be like, does this make sense? That's powerful, right? And that's a good thing to have, especially if you're a first-gen wealth builder that has nobody in your circle that also is building wealth, you know, that has multiple six figures invested, that has a business, that has real estate, that has all this shit going on. You can't be asking like, abuelita, what you should be doing with your wealth because she don't know. You know what I'm saying? So at some point, I think we need to get out of this idea that paying for professional guidance is dumb. No, it's not dumb. What's dumb is thinking that your ego is so fucking inflated that you don't need no help. So one of the cool things that they're actually offering right now is six months worth of free financial advisory like stuff. So basically, I'm not paying anything until January 2023 for them to manage my funds. And so I'm like, okay, cool. this is cool. I'm going to give y'all a six month trial period. I want to see how you do. And so that's great because it's not costing me any money. And it's also giving me a chance to, you know, test it out without making a commitment. And I asked them also, like, what if after these six months, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't want to have y'all do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to DIY because they send me the proposal for the plan, right? They're like, okay, we're going to shift you out of this sector. We're going to buy into this. We're going to do this and this and this. This is what's aligned with your goals. You know, they ask you your risk tolerance. Like, what's your investment tolerance? I'm like, I'm balls to the wall. I don't give a fuck. Like, invest in all the shit that makes sense. That's going to make me money, right? So I'm not scared <laughs> when it comes to investing. But I'm also just like, I'm tired. Like, I have a lot of shit going on. And I just need somebody to be like, this is, this is your bread and butter. You need to do this. This is all you fucking do. Cool. That works for me, right? <laughs> so personal capital is... Yeah, so they do need $100,000 for you to start using their wealth management service, which makes sense because, you know, the way that financial advisors are typically paid is based on a percentage of your overall assets. So personal capital charges 0.49% on non-401k plans. So if you have IRAs, they charge 0.49% of the overall total of your assets. And then they charge, I want to say 0.79% or 0.89% for 401k assets. So it depends on the different accounts that you have. They would basically, that percentage would be determined by your overall assets. You know, there's always like this fee of like, oh my God, what are you paying for? You're paying for expertise. Honestly, you're paying for expertise. And the thing is, you're also paying fees when you have investments in index funds and ETFs. Like everything has fees because there are people who put together these things. The fee is, that's a standard across the industry. Fiduciary means that they are required to do what's in your best interest as a customer. So the problem with some financial advisors is that they're actually salespeople before their advisors. So they make the majority of their commission on selling you products, on selling you actively managed funds, on selling you insurance, on selling you bullshit. A fiduciary financial advisor doesn't do any of that. They're not a salesperson. They don't sell you anything. What they do give you is access to their expertise 
and uh, basically you have you know a point of contact at the company that's like anytime there's something financially going on you have someone who can help you create the strategy of what you want to do and so I'm paying a fee for them to create a holistic financial plan for me that's going to get me to my goal. So that's what a financial advisor does. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. So we had this situation recently with my mom where a financial advisor came into her job and, you know, was signing up a bunch of people for a good investment. And I found out later that he signed her up for an annuity, signed her up for some bullshit that was like, basically the returns were trash and he was making a lot of money on the front end, putting her into this stuff. And this is why it's important, first of all, to ask, are you a fiduciary? Because sometimes they're not. And if they're not, they'll usually won't admit it to you. And then they'll just be like, I'll get back to you, you know? So not all financial advisors are created equal and so i think it's important to really make sure that how find out how this person makes money if they make money by selling you insurance by selling you annuities by selling you bullshit by selling you anything other than their services for management they are probably not a fiduciary but we learned that lesson and we basically told him like look we need to get out of this shit right now like and we're done with you thank you should financial advisors always be fiduciary? Well, it's up to the financial advisor or the financial advisory firm. Some firms are fiduciary fee only firms and some of them are just, you know, glorified salespeople who are just here to sign you up for shit you don't need. And so you have to be diligent, right? 
So asking around, making sure that you do your due diligence, read online reviews, read the forums, companies like NerdWallet, Investopedia, like all of these big companies do reviews on wealth management services. They will review everything from robo-advisors to wealth management companies and all the things. So do your research, right? When you're putting money in people's hands, you got to know, like, what am I paying? What am I paying for? And what am I getting in exchange? So that's why I hired a wealth advisor, because at this point, I'm like, I don't want to continuously have to be rejiggering, reshuffling my portfolio. Like, I don't have the energy. I'm like, I just want to make money and you tell me what to do with it. And that's okay. Paying people for their expertise is something that we can all get use. You know, it's useful in its place. Because at the end of the day, like unless you're planning to become a certified financial planner, a financial advisor, a certified financial advisor, you know, like there's just so much information and it changes all the time. And to think that you as somebody who like listens to a podcast and reads a couple books and all of a sudden that shit makes you a fucking expert. No, it's easy to feel like an expert when shit's going right, right? When the market's going up 10, 20, 30% every year, you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I don't need no help. But what about when shit's not going right? And then you're just like, wait, should I still be doing this? I don't know. This doesn't make sense anymore. That was the come to Jesus moment that I had. It was like, I feel like I could be doing this better. And so I'm going to see. So we have that six month trial period to, to see if it works, to see if it makes sense. And there's no obligation, right? So if at the end of the six months, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to do this myself. I can do that. There's no cancellation fees. There's no early termination fees. I don't need to give them like, you know, six months notice, blah, blah, blah. Wealth does need planning, okay? It's not, you can set it and forget it when you're roasting a chicken. You cannot set it and forget it when you're like trying to fucking make millions and build generational wealth. That's not how this works. And I promise you, a lot of wealthy people use professional services because they're too fucking busy out here making money to be worried about what the stock market's doing and all of this shit. They're not out here you know, going on Yahoo Finance and being like, well, okay, there's a recession that might be coming. Let me make sure my shit is invested. No, they're be like, sir, can you let me know, like, how is the strategy going to change now that the market's changing, right? Like, what are we doing now that there's a recession? So the services also include two annual calls where we like check in and we see like, you know, what's going on, if the strategy, if we're going to continue it, if we're going to rechange. And I have the option too to also call them up at any time and be like, I don't like this. I want to change this. Like, let's say I wanted to get into ESG funds or environmental, socially, social governance funds. I'd be like, I want to get into ESG funds. Let's make that change. Or it's like, I don't want to invest in any company that has to do with like gun manufacturing or military weapons or blah, blah, blah. Like you can change where you're investing at any point in time. All you got to do is call them. They will handle that shit. So you don't got to go and research like what funds I got to do. All this. There's so much information. Y'all, there's so much information. My God. Okay, so what are you assessing in those six months of trial? So I'm basically trying to see if like my portfolio is still going to keep going to shit or not. Because like I could do that myself, right? Like my, my portfolio is down like, I don't know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 this year. And I'm like, all right, what I did before is not going to work now. And a lot of these, you know, investment brokerage companies have been saying this. They've been saying like, look, the world is changing. COVID has changed the landscape. Inflation is affecting how we invest now. It is costing more money to borrow, right? 
And what companies borrow a shit ton of money, especially when they're starting? I'll give you a hint. It's technology. Technology companies flourish in low interest rate environments. Why? Because they borrow a ton of fucking money and it's cheap. But when inflation goes up and it's more costly to borrow, technology companies recede. And that's why you're seeing layoffs. That's why you're seeing hiring freezes. That's why you're seeing Elon Musk being like, you know what? I thought I wanted Twitter, but no, I don't want it because it's too expensive or whatever, or because Tesla lost too much money. So in those environments, like we haven't been in an inflationary period like this since the 1970s slash 80s. And most of y'all were not alive back then. Or if you were, you were tiny little infants and you have no fucking idea what that sort of landscape looks like. Right. So what worked before may not work going forward. And so understanding that you need to reassess. What are you doing? Are you just going to keep following the generic advice that people who honestly don't have enough experience to be telling you what to do long term? Because if most of your financial advice around investing is coming from financial influencers who are below the age of 35, we've only been investing during a bull market for most of our adult lives. We haven't seen the other side of shit. How do you invest in an inflationary environment? How do you invest when interest rates are fucking seven, 8%? How do you invest when gas is $5 a gallon or when everything is so fucking expensive or when tech is no longer favorable? Where do we put our money? I'm just saying like no shade to the investing influencers, but y'all are babies. We're like, we're all babies up in here, right? And so having that knowledge of a company who's like their entire existence is around long lasting wealth creation. It's a valuable toolkit for me to have, right? It's a valuable set of skills for me to have that I don't need to acquire myself. I can enlist professional assistance. Latinx investor, I'm here for it. We are going to be investing in bonds. We're going to be investing in commodities. I just bought my first I bond. I'm like, yes, to this 9.62% interest rate. I'm here for it, right? So my whole spiel here is to say, just because something's been working in the past doesn't mean the shit will continue to work in the future. And if you feel like you are not qualified to make a decision with this new information, this new landscape that is out here, it's okay to ask for help. I would start by reaching out to a certified financial planner. And if you need a recommendation, I have one in my money tool section. Love her. I've used her. She helped me create the plan to quit my job. We looked at all the money. We looked at all the situation, debt, emergency fund, life insurance, estate plan. We looked at all that stuff. And I set myself up for success to make that leap to entrepreneurship. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm here. Now I'm living my life. Now I need somebody who's going to help me optimize my investments because I have my personal financial situation set up, right? I have my estate plan. I have my life insurance. I have my business entity. I have my emergency fund. I have my business emergency fund. I got my separate business and personal bank accounts. I got my tax account. I got all my, all my shit straight. The only thing that needed some holistic planning is my investments, so that's where I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for that next level. So yes, yeah, so Personal Capital is the company. I'm going to give them six months to, honestly, I want to see more than anything what the experience is like having those points of contacts. You know, the first thing that I want to see is just like, can y'all do better than me? And yeah, six months should be 
and if like i just want to stop purging money i'm just like i just want to stop seeing my returns go to shit i just want like can we stabilize like if we stabilize i'm like okay this is cool right so that's what i'm looking for in these next six months is to stabilize cut off the blood flow <laughs> because it's a fucking bloodbath out here you know most investors who are just heavily invested in tech stocks you know we were all feeling real smart buying tesla and fucking peloton back in 2020 and i was just like this is bullshit treasurydirect.com is exactly where you would buy series bought series i bonds it's very simple you create your account you link up your bank account you decide you can purchase up to $10,000 per individual. If you have a family, each one of y'all can buy up to $10,000 in a calendar year. If you have a business, your business can buy $10,000 worth of I-bonds. If you have multiple businesses, each one of those businesses can buy up to $10,000 of I-bonds in a year. And right now, the interest rate up until November of 2022 is set at 9.62%. So I put 10K in I-bonds. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a little bit of this money that I have sitting in a protected, you know, situation where it's it's doing something productive. It's earning a little bit of interest. Oh, I love that. You can gift. That's right. You can gift bonds because I remember like people would be given savings bonds to babies back in the day. Okay, so I wanted to update y'all because, you know, I think there's a lot of unknowns when we're navigating this financial space. And so as I was going through the process of hiring a financial advisor, I'm like, you know what? I want to share this knowledge. There is no shame in getting help. Even though most people will be like, you don't need help. You just need to sign up for my course. That's neither here nor there, okay? You can learn how to invest from a course, but building wealth is a different animal, honey. Building wealth, generational wealth, multi-generational wealth, the type of shit that like the Warren Buffets of the world are making, you don't learn that from a course. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says, okay? <laughs> We can teach y'all how to open an IRA, start a 401k, automate your investments, do your initial basic research. But anybody who's DIYing like multi-million dollar accounts, you're probably not fucking doing it right. There's so much shit to consider. So that's my rant for the day. <laughs> I hope you found that helpful. As always, I will keep y'all in the loop whenever I'm making these financial moves because I think it's important for me to share anything that I have going on with y'all because it's all new, right? It's all new to us. This is all a new thing that we're navigating, this wealth building journey. And it's important to be humble and realize when you're out of your league. And I'm like, you know what? I'm officially out of my league. Like I know how to do that basic shit, but I definitely am not equipped to make sure that this money lasts forever. So how do I know who's a good financial advisor? Any good financial advisor will A, be licensed right? It's not going to be somebody who's like, hey, send me money on PayPal or send me your money on Cash App or send me a check, okay? A financial advisor should always be working with a firm or be the owner of an actual registered investment advisory firm. And they are registered because you can verify this. It's not your mama's cousin who, you know, knows this guy. Like, don't be ending up with a Bernie fucking Madoff. Like, don't be just handing over checks to people without doing your due diligence. So always make sure that they are tied to an actual legitimate brokerage company. 
make sure that they are licensed, make sure that they are fiduciary, understand the fees that they charge and why and what they cover, understand what kind of fees you would have if you decide to close your account, move to another company, know all of what it's going to cost you, what you're getting and who these people are and do your research. Like I said, the major companies, the major financial education companies, you know, like NerdWallet, Investopedia, they will do reviews on all of these different firms and their wealth management. You can literally go into Google and be like, wealth management company reviews. You can go and do that research and see for yourself and shop around, right? Not everybody's charging the same things. And a lot of wealth management companies in traditional places like, you know, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, they won't even fucking talk to you unless you have like at least half a million dollars of assets to invest. So that's number one, like know what's the bare minimum that I need to have to even be able to work with these companies. Because nine times out of 10, if you go to traditional wealth management company, they're going to be like, you got $100,000? Bitch, okay, that's cute. Come back later when you actually have real money. <laughs> and so a company that I think is really cool, that is a tech fintech startup that is about holistic wealth planning. And I actually interviewed their founder this week. So that episode is coming out later. They are called Freeman Capital. So it's a black owned wealth management company that it's a holistic wealth planning. So they will offer you access to financial planners, wealth managers, and you can start off with nothing. You can start off with zero dollars. Like if you're in a place where like, you're like, I can't even think about fucking wealth right now. I just need to get out of debt. Like I need somebody to help me create a plan that's going to help me get me out of debt. They do that. Once you're out of debt, then they start working with you to start investing. And so freemancapital.co is the company. Very cool. Check it out. I believe that fintech is going to be, it is the way that we're going to bridge this gap to access of, you know, these higher level wealth management, you know, tools. Because a lot of what has been happening in the financial industry up until this point is a lot of gatekeeping. It's called Freeman Capital and their website is Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N, capital.co. So go and check them out. Very cool company. I think that's it for me. The message I want to leave you with is like, be humble enough to know when you've reached the capacity of what you're capable of. There's no shade in telling yourself and admitting, you know what? I knew what I was doing up until this point, but I feel like I need help. And that's okay. Stop letting your fucking ego tell you that you can DIY shit all the time. Because, you know, I think especially for communities of color, like we're just told like bootstrap it, figure it out. You don't need nobody's help. Actually, you do. You know, there is a reason why all these people exist. And that's also something that I'm going to be talking about in my book. So I'm going to have an entire chapter on hiring your Dinero squad because there's a lot of people that you need in order to really be in a position that you are protected financially. You know, you need to have somebody who you can ask big money questions to. You need to have advisors in your team. You need to have lawyers on your team. You need to have fucking professionals, okay? Like you can't be out here putting together estate plans on legal zoom okay we're not doing that we are not leaving all this fucking wealth that we are building to some 49 dollar template on a fucking website that's how you do shit wrong okay <laughs> same way as i'm just like you know what stop diying your business contracts stop diying your trademarks stop diying the shit that has real ramifications like come on there's a certain point where I'm just like, you are not qualified to be doing this shit by yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. LegalZoom will have you out here thinking that you're a fucking genius. And then go ahead and use that 
document in court and they're gonna laugh at you and put it in the shredder okay like stop it stop diying your divorce papers there is a time and place for diy when it comes to legal financial shit no generational wealth is not diy there's a process, there's a system, there's a fucking team you have to have behind you. I wanna get this message out to as many people as possible. Like, yo, yes, you can start on your own. Yes, you can learn the basics. Yes, you can get to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of wealth on your own and you'll probably be okay. But when you, you're talking about generational wealth, you need a team. There's too much at stake. You all know I keep it real, always 100. No when. The DIY is insufficient. You're not dumb because you ask for help. There's nothing wrong with you. You're actually smart. Smart people ask for help. Smart people stop asking for the struggle and accepting the struggle as the only option. Like, no, you don't need to struggle. There's plenty of people out here who are ready to help you. Professionals, coaches, certified financial planners, financial advisors, like, get yourself a team. If you love these chats, I actually do these on a regular basis with my mentorship community. So if you love the energy, you love the vibe, and you want to guarantee that you can have the opportunity to ask questions, you want to have an entire hour with me and the group, like talking about whatever the hell it is you want, please join my Patreon community. That's my VIP group. So anything and everything that y'all want to learn about, that is your area to be like, you know what? Let's talk about this. I want you to talk about this. I have business questions. I have money questions. I have all the questions. And you get that one-on-one -on -one time. So check that out. Have a great night. Besos y abrazos. And we will talk soon. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start. That's yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.
On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.